On this episode of the Enneagram Mom, we'll be talking about types one through four in the workplace. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Enneagram Mom. So this is a continuation of the previous episode, which I did types um, five through nine. So we're going to continue on in how Enneagram work or how Enneagrams work. I promise I know English um, apparently not very well, but we're still trying here. It's fine. Um, I am so excited. I seriously love doing this podcast. It has made me so, so happy. And every time um, you guys leave me a review or send me, I get lots of like random text messages or messages on Instagram. By the way, that's the best way to reach me. Um, nobody ever bothers me when you message me. I get lots of, I'm sorry for bothering you. Um, Instagram is my go-to place. In fact, you are more likely to get a hold of me on Instagram than you are anywhere else. And that includes texting me and calling me. <laughs> So you never bother me. I love to hear people. Um, this is why I made this whole platform is because I want people to feel like you can connect with me. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You never bother me. You are always welcome to message me. Um, and if you have questions, like very simple questions, I love answering them. And if they get like you, you want more help or you want more depth, um, a one-on-one session is $25 for 25 minutes. And I can't believe how much we can figure out in that short amount of time. So if that's something you're looking for, go ahead, message me. Um, I'm getting ready to set up my system. So it's much easier to schedule an appointment with me. Um, and also if you'd like me to come speak at one of your functions, I actually just got invited to speak at six different, um, events. And that goes from coaching calls to small business. I spoke on one, um, like it was a month or two ago. And it was a Zoom for a company that I spoke to over 200 people on Zoom. And so I seriously love speaking. It's one of my favorite things. Obviously, I have a podcast or two. Um, so <laughs> and um, by the way, there's more podcasts coming. Don't you worry about it. Um, but I just I love it. I love it so much. So you're always welcome to message me and get prices. Um, my prices are extremely low right now. Um, but they will be getting raised as soon as I, 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 you know, been working on those money stories that we all have, but my prices will be going up soon. So go ahead and reach out to me. I would love to speak at whatever function you're doing. All right, let's talk about the type four at work. Okay, so often fours are considered creative. So that might mean that they have a position that is um, more artsy, musical, something kind of more talented. Um, they are often actors, poets, novelists, musicians, dancers, painters, and filmmakers. Um, but that doesn't mean it applies exactly like all Enneagram types have like, a, I guess like a, a thing. I'm trying to figure out the right word. I'll think of it. Um, but they have something that they're known for. It doesn't mean that's everyone. It just means like a good portion. So like 85% of Enneagram fours often have a job related to some type of artsy career. And if they don't, they are usually working a side career or a job until they are able to make their side job their full-time job. So they are the type of people that have this just creative thought process. They make 
excellent, excellent therapists, counselors, directors. They are able to guide people because they feel things so deeply. So, I mean, seriously, a four can be anything from an excellent yoga teacher to a web designer because they could see that detailed eye of graphic design and things like that. So it, it doesn't hold a four back from what their possibility is. They thrive as long as they have the opportunity to express their creativity, their depth of feeling, and their distinct style. So if you ask a four to do like routine things or things that have too many details, they will struggle or they will procrastinate. Fours like the creativity. They like the spontaneity and they like freedom. That's the same with Enneagram eights. Fours crave freedom and authenticity. Fours look for their higher purpose in what they're doing. They're always trying to find depth or meaning in what they're doing. And so they'll have this emotional connection with their coworkers that can go from very, very cold and standoffish to very, very deep the next day. And that's nothing personal. That's just who they are. It depends on where they are at with their depth of emotion. Um, Don't put an abundance of rules and expectations on them. That's going to be extremely difficult for them. Fours want to be seen and appreciated for their unique perspective. So sometimes if they are on a team, they may be hard to work with if they have too much pressure to do it a specific way. But if you give them the freedom, they will usually outperform any expectations put on them. Enneagram fours make excellent leaders and they can make decisions based off their feelings and intuition, which can sometimes freak those people out that need like that data, that need the clear numbers, where a four is like, you know what? I just feel this way. I feel like this is how it should be done. And data people are like, I, I, okay, where's the numbers in your feeling? I'm so confused, but that's okay. That's one of their strengths that they have. They are able to bring people together. They create a climate of collaboration. They are so fun to work with and they don't do competition as well as they do collaboration. That's where their high focus is. In fact, they are inspiring and they can find what's unique about each and every person they work with. Don't be frivolous or inauthentic to them. They need real people. If you are frivolous or inauthentic, they will literally not even feel like you exist. So if you are a four or you work with a four, some of the strengths of a four are being able to see the creativity in what you do, to be able to see things like no one else, and to also be able to unite your group in their authenticity. So this, um, as we go into Enneagram threes, this was one of the most freeing things I read and I worked towards. When I realized that Enneagram threes love to work, it almost took a weight off my shoulders um, because I always felt like, especially being a stay-at-home mom, that I should love it. And I didn't, and I really struggled with it and I want to love it so much, but I realized I don't have to, I don't have to love it. In fact, Enneagram threes, if you are a stay at home mom, often you need some type of side thing to help you to feel fulfilled and realizing that is totally okay. 
since you are a three, you are constantly on this hunt for external validation. And that is why they are such hard workers and they are like known as the all-American workers um, because they do. You will work and work and work and then we love it the whole time. We're constantly looking for this satisfaction and for this success. But we often choose success over substance. Um, They will make the be charismatic and ambitious leaders. They are able to do things to the max almost, but they also need to take time to really tune in with themselves to make sure they're on the correct path. Sometimes they can be stereotyped. That was the word I was looking for, by the way, in type force. Um, (laughs) Sometimes they can be stereotyped as those people who will work so, so hard. If you think of the Okay, the dad and elf, he was a type three. He worked really hard. He pushed his family aside. That is the stereotype of a type three, that they're just so work and goal focused that they can't see anyone around them. And I will be straight up honest. I have moments like this. But if you are working on being a healthy type three, you are constantly trying to find that balance, that balance between work and life. One of the biggest struggles as a type three is their belief is you are only as loved as your last success. So they will constantly talk about successful things that are happening in their life or things that are going on that should be successful soon because that is when they feel that they are loved. When threes are healthy, they're authentic, they're visionary leaders, and they're extraordinary builders. And they deserve to be admired for what they are able to accomplish with their multitasking individuality. Enneagrams do this thing called like folder systems. So when a three sets a goal or they're going after something, um, they're all in on that project. Although they can multitask, all their feelings and their ambition are in that task. And so when someone comes in and says, I really need to talk to you about this important thing, their brain is on working. Their brain is on what the task is on ha- at hand. So what they'll do is they'll often go, okay, I'll deal with you later because right now I'm hyper-focused. So they can disconnect often to stay focused at work. They're actually really good at it, um, which is good and bad in a lot of ways. Threes work extremely hard at positions where they feel like they can move up and where their voice is heard and where they can be put in a leadership roles. They value leadership, they value to be seen, and they are very, very adaptive and in tune. In fact, reading more about this, I realized, oh, that's why in every job I've like ever had, I usually move up a ladder very, very quickly. And it's because I become very good at what I do because I really try to figure out the expectations that are put upon me. And not only do I hit the expectations, I go above and beyond. And I was like, oh, that's so a type three thing. So there's so many strengths, especially in that work. That's definitely like one of, if you had categories, like that is a category that threes excel at and other numbers, maybe that's not what they excel at, but there's other categories. Like if you think about like relaxation, that is not a category that threes fit into well at all. I'm an active relaxer. That means I have to be doing something while I'm relaxing. Anyways, but I I just want to point out that even if your number maybe doesn't have this threes type, that's okay. You're going to use your strength 
in your work that comes with your number. Let's thank our sponsor, the Intentional Mom Planner, for this week's episode. Um, The reason I, as a type three, get so much done is because of my Intentional Mom Planner. It is the way I can lay out my work, what things I need to do, and get everything out of my head so I can live in my life. So go ahead to do daily life dot com or the intentional mom planner on Instagram and get yours using the code any mom E N N E A M O M to get 10% off your order. Enneagram twos. Oh, Enneagram twos. You are the calm to my storm right here. <laughs> you see things on such a clear level. So Enneagram twos don't really want to, I guess, climb the ladder like every other type of Enneagram does. Um, They actually kind of enjoy being almost like the backup and they're totally okay with it. And if they do want to climb the ladder and succeed and grow and grow and grow, they kind of usually keep it to themselves because they don't want to admit that they want this kind of growth. In fact, often if they are leading a team, they are usually the person that is standing at the top encouraging those below them and saying, let's do this. We've got this. They are the most encouraging, the most kind-hearted. They are the type of person that make excellent communications, anything in communications, because what happens is Enneagram twos, they remember people. They remember people and details of people's lives, and they love to make sure that you're taken care of. So you, you want them to be like anything involving communications or anything where you need someone helpful. Twos are all in. They are so intuitive. And they have highly developed interpersonal skills that make them so, so capable of working with other people. Um, And so often what happens is you hire someone and they are a two that's empathetic, optimistic, but sometimes they can be very image conscious. Um, They want to make sure to the outside world that your business is shining. They want to make sure that your business is going to get great reviews. They want to make sure that the world sees your business as wonderful and incredible. So they are in they are just so good for growth and inspiration. So if you have a two and you are a leader over a two or you are a two, too much harsh criticism can crush a two. So it's okay to have a few spots here and there, but if you continually harp on a type two, they will always feel like they're not good enough. Um, twos constantly have this, um, I don't want to say inner critic because that's what a type one has. They they sometimes can lack confidence in who they are and what they're meant to be. And so it's very important to speak kindly to a two and show them what they are doing correctly. And if you are a two, be aware that sometimes other numbers, this is why it's important to know, like your employer's number, um, they can come across as very, very harsh when they are not meaning to. Um, sometimes, um, especially numbers, I want to say one, three, eights, yeah, can, can come across as very harsh and demanding when in fact they just want to show you the growth that's happening. There's no anger behind it. They're actually not connecting to you at all. They're connecting to the job being done in the way that they see it. So having that self-awareness that that might be something you struggle with as well. So if you are two, your greatest strength is your interpersonal skills and your understanding of how to make things better from like maybe behind the scenes. 
Enneagram ones in the workplace. Okay. So I don't want this to come across as harsh. Okay. A lot of these types, what happens is they'll be like, Oh, this is so hard to hear. What happens is when you are this number, you hear it and you go, Oh my gosh, that was painful. That was so painful to hear all those things about myself. And you hear all the negative where a lot of the time, if you're not that number, you look at just the bright lining and the positive that you're seeing in there. So I want to bring that up because ones might pull a lot of the negative, especially with their inner critic. But these are important things to know if you are a one or you're working with an one so you can understand them at a better level. You want a one to work for you. You want a one because they are reliable. They work their booties off. And not only that, they're going to do it immaculately. They're going to do it detailed and they're going to do it right. As a three, I love to hire ones. I have a wonderful, wonderful, um, just a virtual assistant. Um, and I will link her stuff below. She is fantastic. Her name's Kimberly and she writes up blog posts for me. She's detail oriented and she does the things that I don't really love to do. If it takes too much time as a three, I'm just trying to hurry and get to my goal. I'm not trying to do all the details, but having a one in my court, that is going to make a world of difference in my life. And so you want a one. You want a one that is designing things so that they work correctly. You want a one flying your plane. You want a one doing your taxes. You want a one because they are so detailed and they are reliable. They're industrious and they're well organized. You want a one in your life and you want them working for you. They are structured um, and they enjoy structure. So if they're working in a job where it's not very clear who's in charge or it's not very clear the expectations that are set on them, they're going to be, they're going to resent it. They're not going to like it at all. In fact, they're the type of person that they might take home the manual when you hand it to them the first day. And they're one of those people that actually reads the manual. Did you know that? Did you know there are people that actually like read through all instruction books? I didn't really know that was a thing until my mother-in-law handed me an instruction book when she gave me, um, I think it was her Instapot or something. She's like, you're going to need this. And I'm like, what would I use? Like, really, I don't think it'd be that hard. No, there are people that make sure that they read the, the manuals to things. And I'm like, I'm so grateful for those people because I'm the person that will do it and, and then break it in the middle. And, and then someone like a type one, thank you, my stepdad, um, has to fix it because I just wanted it done and I didn't want to take the time to do it correctly. Anyways, so... If you're laughing hysterically, I'm so glad I'm not alone. Um, so ones need regular feedback and encouragement. Encouragement Again, they need clear guidelines. They are so good at sizing up what's not working and they make things efficient. They create new systems and procedures to make things aligned and make the work happen the best way possible. So sometimes even though they're extremely self-disciplined, they can procrastinate things if they're worried they're not going to do it perfectly. That is important for one for it to be perfect. So they will just procrastinate it and put it off. And often after they do something, they'll recheck their work over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, because they want it to be perfect. Okay. They want it to be perfect and they'll have a hard time moving to the next task and letting things go. So if you are a one that's working on a project and you are seeing some part of the project that's not doing well, um, you will think everything is horrible and you you need to scrap it and restart over again. They have a hard time with change and they are afraid 
of making criticism. They are afraid of criticism at times, even though they like people to be honest with them. They don't believe they're doing anything wrong. Okay. They are trying so hard to avoid the pain of doing things wrong. They might avoid taking responsibility. Um, but that doesn't mean that's all types of ones. It takes a healthy, healthy one to figure out, okay, I'm doing this wrong and it's okay. I'm going to let it go and I'm going to move on. Ones are, they are great employers. They are great people to work for, but sometimes they can come off as controlling, rigid, and stingy with praise. I remember working um, when I was a daycare, when I worked in preschool, and we had someone that would come in and I was, I would like research the book. I would do it. I, you know me, I'm looking for all that praise. Hello, type three. Um, I'm looking for it. And she would come through and she wouldn't say anything. And she would be like, okay, this is wrong. And it was like the last review I ever received. And I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously? She just came into a room and she's still like, I have followed things to a T and it was literally like a poster board was hanging sideways. And after I like broke down and was a mess and I was like, oh my gosh, I can never please this person. It was after um, she, like I, I was talking to someone else and she came and we were talking and she's like, I am so impressed She's like, for me to only give you one critique shows how qualified you are at your job. And I was like, oh, it's not that she's not giving me heavy praise because that's something I seek for as a three. It's as a one, the less that they have to tell you you're doing something wrong, the more positive they're being. So that is something to know if you're working for, for a one or if you are a one other types like praise. They like praise. They like to be consistently praised and told what they're doing things that they're doing things right. Um, so other things when you are one and you're working on becoming very healthy, you are committed to helping others and you want others to be their best self. So really self-reflection is important as a one letting things go and becoming the healthiest one you can be because you're no longer seeking for perfect in yourself or other people. And you allow everyone to be the best that they can be in their work. Thank you so much for listening. If you could do me a favor, rate, subscribe, and go ahead and share, either share with a friend that this resonates with, share with your coworkers, share with your business partner, whatever it is, share, 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 because I truly have this mission to help everyone find their purpose, to help everyone find their purpose and not only find it, but then use it, use it, their strength, their power, and continue to bless the world with a gift you were already given that sometimes we lose along the way. So thank you so much for listening and go ahead and follow me at the.enneagram.mom on Instagram. And thank you so much for listening to this episode.